You're listening to Gonzaga Nation with hosts Dan Dickow. Coach Few on more than one occasion has told the two of us, hey, you're two of the three worst defenders in, in school history. And Adam Morrison. You're an NBA player. Uh, your jersey's going to get retired at Gonzaga. So, like, let's just pick your brain instead of mine. Part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Gonzaga Nation SI, he's Adam Morrison. I'm Dan Dickow. We roll on with today's podcast release episode. We're going to go break down some awards in the WCC this year, as well as talk about the break between the regular season and the WCC tournament, if that is a benefit or a hindrance to Gonzaga getting ready. So, Adam, let's just jump right into it. So, uh, WCC awards. Let's start with Coach of the year who do you have and why i think herb syndic at santa clara um they were picked to finish bottom of the league and they're i think fourth place right now might get the third seed when they do the metrics because not everybody's played the same amount of games um in the west coast conference tournament probably an nit team so he's bringing that program back to um you know some prom- prominence so um, obviously, Coach Few is always in that. That'd be boring for us to talk about that, right? <laughs> I think Herb Syndic's done a fantastic yeah. job of getting that group um, to play together, and they gave us a scare at home as well. So I think Herb, uh, in my book, would be get my vote if I had one. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's it's almost impossible now to go Coach Few Player of the Year. I mean, he's been National Player of the Year. They did what everybody was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I like your choice of Herb Sendick. He's gotten three teams in the NCAA tournament. They're not going to make it this year, barring a complete collapse from others to allow them to win the title. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely in the right direction. Yeah, I would think they're... You know, when I was playing, Santa Clara was still good. This was the Same early 2000s. Um, I don't yeah. think they've been in the NCAA tournament since Steve Nash, no. I want to say. And That's that was the last like year. 96 or 97. And they value hoops down there. So they're yeah. trying to win as well. And we talked about the previous episode with San Francisco. So, like, he's trying to get them back to, a, you know, being a fourth place and above team and, and you know, NIT or NCAA tournament. Yeah. I, I, I want to go, part of me wants to go Shante Leggins, mm-hmm. but. All you had to do was win a couple games at Portland, and there was going to be improvement. They've been that bad under Terry Porter. I think one win in the last two years. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go Todd Golden as my coach of the year. Um, They've dropped a couple games that if they had had they won them, they would absolutely be a lock for the NCAA tournament. But what he's done as far as elevating the excitement of basketball in San Francisco, getting people to truly believe on a national level when you're talking about your bracketologist with – Joe Lenardi, Jerry Palm, all the the mainstays with the bracketologists, mm-hmm. they're all saying San Francisco's in right now. So I hope so. I am going to go with Todd Golden as my coach of the year in the yeah. WCC. Good choice. Uh, let's go newcomer of the year. I think this one's pretty easy for yeah. both of us. Yeah, I'll let you go first. Chet Holmgren. Um, he'll be first team all WCC as well, in my opinion. So it's Chet. He's had a fantastic year. Um, I think he won majority if not all but probably all but one or two of the freshman of the week or whatever they mm-hmm. do and i think that mallet kid from pepperdine was the only other one that won it um so yeah i think um him is a pretty obvious selection yeah i i can't go any other direction yeah. i mean it's if you do you're just fighting it's an hot, uphill battle hot take yeah hot take exactly that's yeah. what we're not we're not trying to do that yeah but i agree there's no way around 
Chad Holmgren as, as newcomer of the year. The question is, is does he challenge for player of the year and does he challenge maybe for some All-American awards? So let's get into player of the year. Who's your player well, of the year? Well, right now, um, you know, and obviously Gonzaga's season's over. It's going to be Drew Timmy. Um, I think the start he had to the West Coast Conference season, the 27 out of 32, those two that two-game stretch, and then just – his overall steadiness in the league has been fantastic. I know he didn't play well against St. Mary's. You're allowed to have a bad game. But I think it's Drew Timmy, and then I think would be a second-place vote, and it would be close. It would be Chet just mm-hmm. on numbers. I mean, there was a time when Chet was shooting the 60% from three in volume, right, yeah. and it, at one point in league. So, like, it, it, you can make an argument for both, but I think just consistency-wise, it would be uh, Drew Timmy. Yeah, I've got Timmy as well, although just as you mentioned, I think Holmgren needs to to get some considerable thought there. The same mean, here. The only losses that Gonzaga has had outside Alabama is when Timmy struggled. Timmy struggled against Duke because of mm-hmm. their length, strength, and athleticism on the inside. Mark Williams had, uh, I think, a career game up until that point yeah. against Timmy, and Timmy didn't look great, but he came back, like you said, had a tremendous start to the league, and then he was basically doing anything he wanted up until that last game against St. Mary's. I think yeah. what he ended up, two for ten from the field? Something like that, yeah. And you're right. When when you've been so good for so long, you kind of earn a bad game. Yeah. And thankfully for Gonzaga fans, it was not in the WCC tournament title game, and it was not in the NCAA tournament. So I will go number one, Drew Timmy, yeah. one point two uh chad holmgren so i'm gonna go there so uh you know what's interesting is ken palm with the analytics in his he has like computer analytically driven player of the year rankings Mm -hmm. timmy's two holmgren's three it's a kid out of kentucky number one i believe shibwe is number one that would be a fascinating matchup if we get that in the ncaa tournament shibwe against either one of those guys Mm -hmm. i think uh you know chet's length would bother him they it bothers everybody but i think drew versus shibwe would be a fantastic you know because kind of more brute strength and athletic body versus more old school and all that stuff with drew timmy um it'd be kind of interesting to watch yeah uh, how about biggest surprise of this season, whether it's an individual player, team, game, something you came across on your road? I think um, just LMU this year, they were picked fourth, I believe, and had a good kind of energy about them and a new coaching staff from last year. And I know it was a COVID year, but, it, you know, it, it's everybody still played 20-plus games or whatever, so it counts as a regular season. I think just their inability to win games this year and kind of just their – um, how they looked and just kind of looked down and beaten up. I, I was really shocked that they weren't as um, competitive as they thought they were going to be. I thought that program has a chance to turn the corner, you know, just being there where they are uh, geographically. And then, um, you know, a new coach, a younger guy, uh, things of that nature. But they just didn't get it done this year. So I was surprised. And then, kind of flip-flop that with Santa Clara like it was supposed to be LMU being in fourth or third and Santa Clara being at the bottom they kind of switched places but that's why you go play the games obviously but LMU has just been kind of disappointing this year yeah and I like their head coach Dan Johnson's got tons of energy I think his message is always really good Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it might be I know they had some injuries early their starting point guard who never was able to take that position back and then they they had a weird COVID pause yeah. And they could never recover from it. But 
it'll be interesting to see them without Eli Scott next year because he seems like he's been around there forever. Yeah, it's been it's is he a fi- he's a five year guy for, for yeah. yeah yeah with the extra COVID year. Yeah, I mean he's a fantastic scorer inside, but his ball kind of sticks when it gets yeah. to him. So it'd be interesting to see how they play off of that. But then the counter arguments that to him being gone is like, well, at least you got an eighteen point game score that can go get you a bucket. That's harder mm-hmm. than it sounds. So like, careful what you wish for. And, I, and I'm not saying they're trying to get him out, but it's been so long yeah. since he's not been a face up post player from eighteen feet, kind of how he plays. So yeah, they're gonna have to really figure out their personnel situation this summer but again that was the biggest surprise for me it was like i thought they're gonna be a lot better yeah i did too but my surprise was individually a player from your favorite team that was an upstart mm-hmm. i can't call him your favorite team but the team you liked santa clara mm-hmm. jalen williams uh six seven in wing yeah um from the phoenix area he was leading the league in scoring for quite some time i'm not sure where it ended up shaking out i know he was top three for sure in scoring yeah. but He's got great length. He's got the ability to finish in transition. He's a good enough shooter to stretch the defense. Yeah. I think he's a pro personally. So do I. Yeah. Um, and I think he would have been my surprise for this for the year. Because, yeah. you know, everybody with Rankage coming back, yeah, he was coming off a hip surgery. People were like, oh, this is Rankage's team. Rightfully so, leadership-wise, probably. Yeah. But Williams was really good throughout the course of the year. Yeah, I think he's an NBA player. Every every When I've watched him and then everybody that I've – kind of talk to about the league you know some of the espn guys that do the games they talk it's like that's an nba player i'm like yeah you're probably right even if it's late first round or second round pick like he fits the mold he looks like he understands the game has feel and then all the intangibles like you mentioned long athletic can shoot it you can always improve your shooting as well so like even if he's not knocked down it's like well at least we're at a certain spot and then we can get better so yeah i think uh he's been uh, really good and had a fantastic season this year well, let's move on to the WCC tournament. It's a nine-day break between the St. Mary's game and their first game, Gonzaga's first game in Las Vegas. Uh, it's one of those kind of odd breaks that you never really get. Mm-hmm. Nine games because of the double buy. Two questions. Do you like the nine days, and what can you get better at? Yeah. And then do you like the double buy system? I like the nine days from a trying to get healthy standpoint. So that's always in your back pocket if you're Coach Few and, and you know, knock on wood, we've had luck that we've hadn't had major injuries in the past or this year, but there, that's always a possibility. So you have that. You can talk about rhythm. Um, but the thing is, even if you're off rhythm, I don't know if this will make sense, but you're still playing a game that even if you lose, you're probably a number one seed. So, like, even if you feel like you're going to get off rhythm, it's not the NCAA tournament. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the break in between is not as big as it maybe sounds um, if it was going straight into the NCAA tournament. So, I think it's okay. But maybe a five-day break would be better, I guess. But it's nice to be able to get guys um, rest, recovery. They can refocus. And then you're coming off a loss, like you said, you can really self-scout, I'm sure. A few in the staff, even without being prompted, is like, hey, we need to start watching film on, even if we're getting away with certain things, mm-hmm. you know, because better personnel and good coaches like Randy Bemner are going to be like, well, this is the, this is how you beat them, or this is going to give you your best chance to. Um, what was the other part of the, the question? Double buy. Double buy. I think it's, it was mandatory. I think playing the three games was, um, I understand what the conference was doing. It's a moneymaker. You get on TV again, but like, that game served no purpose for Gonzaga and St. Mary's at all. Yeah. It just was a negative thing. Because even if you barely won, 
Oh my God! It barely you're beat. playing a two fifty team in the net, or and that's going to drop you. It gives you another quad four win, but so what? And so what? And so then, even if, and then if you lost, that that would put some teams that could have made the NCAA tournament out, and that's bad for the league. And people are like, "Well, go beat a two fifty team." Sometimes it's matchups, yeah. just bad matchups you play yeah. against teams like, you know, like San Francisco this year barely beat Portland, then lost to them, and. Portland's not very good. So, like, and we're talking about San Francisco being an NCAA tournament team. So, I think getting rid of those games from a program standpoint was genius because that's how it used to be. And then you should get some reward for winning the league, right? And so, when the talk was leaving for the Mountain West a few years ago, that was one of the main issues. And Coach Few, rightfully so, put the ace of spades on the deals. Like, I don't want to play a 250 for no reason where they have nothing to play for theoretically, mm-hmm. um, so you know, we're gonna we're gonna walk. That was one of the issues. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like okay, but it was the right thing to do. Again, it's, it's just you want as many teams in, in as a conference in the tournament. So like, why eliminate? Like, let's say San Francisco or BYU is second place this year, and you know, you want them to have a better chance to get in because mm-hmm. you know St. Mary's is probably gonna get in their formula now speaks for them getting in because they schedule good and they figured they figured out the formula so now we're talking the two other teams we want them to get in well why flip a coin and let pacific beat them or something and that's not a knock on them but you get, get yeah. what i'm saying so yeah i'm for it yeah i'm 100 percent for the double buy um yeah. the nine days off i love it because uh i'm pretty sure you were the same way at, as i was um and the team was the same way couple days away from the noise of the coaches constantly chirping you about the negatives Mm -hmm. and just get in the gym on your own sometimes it would be with just a manager rebounding for you sometimes it'd be on your own just to get that ball back in your hands and in that love not that you would have lost it during the season but work on something you want to work on without the pressure of the coaches around and the freedom and the joy of the game and then once practice picks back up you're ready to go yeah and that's one thing that I think the WCC tournament being one of the earlier tournaments has then also allowed Gonzaga to have that second regrouping before Selection Sunday. Yeah. Because I think, what, there's Tuesday to Sunday, five days. Yeah, they get five days off, and you kind of, you know, if you get a birdie in your ear, you can kind of figure out who you're going to – it's not exact who you're going to play, but you can kind of narrow it down, so then you can start scouting and, and getting prepared. And then also, you know, when you're the number one overall seed – you're going to scout the first game, but you're going to probably scout that eight, yeah. nine game and put in stuff even before that first game. Hey guy, you know what I mean? And people don't realize that, but teams do that a lot. If you're really high level and good, you start preparing for the next game, even though you don't tell your guys, but your guys understand, take care of business, but this is the game coming up. You'll start working drill wise and practice different coverages without the coaches saying it. Yes. Like, but you, you know, as a player, but also like if you're coming to Gonzaga, you're not dumb and yeah and dumb in in the regards of like hey let's look ahead of these guys like no okay this is almost like a professional team here like take care of business but this is the bigger game Mm -hmm. so figure it out when are you going down to vegas because obviously you and huddy are calling the games on radio i think either saturday or sunday night i'm not sure yet any tea times or poker games set up yet uh there's always a (laughs) poker game there so (laughs) that's already set up i mean uh, tea times, I I don't bring my clubs much anymore on the road. Have you been to Top Golf in Vegas? I've been there a couple times. It's yeah, great. It's, it's fun. Yeah, they got that par three course on the south end of the strip where it lights up. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like fully lit, lit 24 hours a day. Well, that'd be I've chill. still never been there. I've I'd always like wanted to do that. it. Yeah, I haven't be, done it. That'd be fun. I mean, yeah. Then you just, you know, you just take a wedge and a putter or whatever and yeah. just go hit. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, that leads us to the listener question today sent to me on direct message. If you got a question, send it to any of our social media channels for Gonzaga Nation SI. You can send it to me. You might send it to Adam, although he's not as active on social no. media. Uh, so send it to Gonzaga Nation SI. That'd be the easiest. And the question comes in as if there's one event in Vegas that you could go to that you haven't been to, mm-hmm. what would it be? Um, the one I've heard that's really good was the Michael Jackson one. Really? The show. Yeah. I've never been to a show in Vegas. Have you? Uh, no, I've been to a hockey game. There's a, a family I know that's been very generous and has really nice season tickets and invited me uh, to a game and it's awesome. Like the Golden Knights. Yeah. I mean, NHL hockey live is unbelievable. What, where do they play? T-Mobile? T-Mobile. And it's stacked and they did a good job of... Is it stacked <clears> like <throat> Staples Center then? It's higher and it's really? smaller. And what they did a good job is they didn't make the arena full of suits, I guess. That's how they always describe it. So like you think right when that arena would open, it'd be all the casinos would get you know, for their markers or whatever, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? No, they limited it. So it's like a blue collar crowd. Nice. It's great. And it's, it's just a different atmosphere. If you go to certain games and I'm not like a big hockey fan, but what I've heard like, if you go to a game in Philly, it'll just be like a bunch of suits guys, you know, that yeah. lawyer's office to get their tickets. You know what I'm saying? Yep. There, they were like, no, we're not having this type of ass. You go to a game there. It's unbelievable. It's so much fun. Highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah. I've only, I haven't been to a hockey game been to one Spokane Chiefs game in the last mm-hmm. 10 years, but I went to an Atlanta Thrashers game mm-hmm. years ago. They're fun, NHL man. hockey is something else. It's awesome live. It is. And you have to be – I like it higher up, obviously. Um, I think it's in, – in, people might take this wrong, but I think it's a simple sport to kind of comprehend. Mm-hmm. And I know there's more intricacies, but it's like form a triangle, guy cuts, guy fills, and you – you know, you skate your tail off for 45 seconds yeah. and then you get off the ice. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. And so like when you watch it, even if you're not like an avid fan or never played it, you can kind of understand what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So that's why it's fun. You know, that's it's, awesome. It's I've cool, never man. heard it put it in those terms, form a triangle, but it makes sense they, now that you put it that way. Yeah. They form a triangle yeah. and a guy cuts through kind of, and yeah. then a guy fills it. And then yeah. they just take a chance, boom, and then you skate back and skate your ass off and then yeah. play defense and then get off the ice. That's all they do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, my event, I'm pretty sure I'm going to catch you off guard on this one. I'm sure both of us would love to play in the w- World Series of Poker. Have you ever played in it? No. I've never played in it. I no. just can't get myself to put that amount to buy in, yeah. even though I would have wanted to uh, in years past. but. The PBR World Championship bull riding. I've heard that's I a cool event, too. I would love to go with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I call a lot of games on, on TV for CBS Sports, and they have that series mm-hmm. on on their network. And so... Uh, Why don't you get the tickets? That's then? what I've, I've, yeah. I've talked to them before. I was like, hey, how cool is that event? And they're, they're guys from New York. Like, they only go to... They can go to any event that CBS, both normal CBS and CBS Sports do throughout the year. They just go to and the some team. of them have said, I will not miss the bull riding. It's that good of an event. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that would be fun. I thought you were going to say PBA, uh, the, the bowling. bowling. Yeah, it's in the Pete Weber thing just came up a few days ago, so I was going to laugh, but... Anyway. <laughs> Who do you PBA think you are? <laughs> I am. That's like one of the greatest all-time calls and celebrations after a win. But anyway, yeah, that bull is. riding. I've been to a rodeo... Uh, in years past and it is fun it's a good time off topic before we wrap up have you ever been to omax stampede i've heard about it it's yeah 
Unreal. That's what everybody says. Everybody yeah. says it's a good time. Went to the Cody Rodeo a few years ago. I know you're a Wyoming guy. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was really was good, good a few years ago. Yeah. So I'd like to go. Awesome. Get well, us hooked up. You're the guy with the connections. <laughs> Let's. T- I'll see what figure I can do out. for this year. Yeah, figure it out. Awesome. Well, this has been another episode of Gonzaga Nation SI with Adam Morrison, Dan Dickow. Postseason is here. Enjoy it, and we will be back soon.